You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV 2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. Welcome to the Baby Your Baby podcast. We have a really fun couple joining us for this edition of Baby Your Baby. We're fortunate to have Josh and Jessica Egan with us, and they brought along their four-month-old Gwendolyn. They have a great story to share. I'm hoping all of our listeners get to learn a little bit of something from their story. So Josh and Jessica, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. And you might hear a little bit from baby Gwen throughout the podcast, too. She is here, too. She just got a little bit of a snack, so she's feeling pretty good. So Jessica, I want you to tell me a little bit about your story and your journey to having baby Gwen. How did it start for the two of you? Well, we um, got married two years ago, and so I was 37 at the time, and we decided we probably should try to start having kids right away. And we tried naturally as well as um, we did some fertility medication and an IUI because within the first year, if you don't get pregnant right away when you're over 35, um, within like six months, you might want to start exploring some other options. So, um, you know, we tried naturally, and then, you know, within about six months, we realized let's move on to something else. So we did some fertility medicine um, and IUI. When, and when that didn't work, we thought, okay, let's keep moving on. Let's try IVF. So we did um, two rounds of IVF. And and tell me about your first round, because you actually went across the world for we this. We did, yes. Um, IVF is really expensive. And we were just, we didn't want to be devastated if it didn't work. So we said, let's go somewhere fun so we have an experience along with it. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed, then we're paying for this fun, awesome experience. And even if it doesn't work out, we have just these awesome memories. Um, we took my mom and my sister and um, we went to Prague and we did it over there. We'd heard really good things about it. And um, it was awesome and an exciting, wonderful trip, but it didn't work. And how did you feel when, when you found out it didn't work? It was devastating. I mean, all my friends, my family, coworkers, everyone was just really pulling for us, mm-hmm. you know, that we were going on this awesome trip. And, you know, they just so badly wanted us to get pregnant. And, um, and also, and to go along with this story, during this time, um, there were probably five other women at my office that were already pregnant. And I was, everyone knew that I was trying. Oh, And my so it was okay. just, you know, everyone was just like so hopeful that it, that I could be the sixth, you know. Um, and extra pressure for you too. <laughs> yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and three sets of twins among that five? There were three sets of twins. And, you know, there was just a lot of excitement with baby stuff. So we come back from Prague and um, two weeks later, we, we, we did, they, we did transfer an embryo in Prague, but it did not take. And we knew within two weeks that it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your next steps then? Well, you know, I was really sad, but at the same time, I kind of got to this place where I just realized, you know, it's kind of just more about the journey, what I'm supposed to learn. I, I don't necessarily, not everyone's supposed to be a mom. Not everyone gets to be. And it, I, I really had to kind of work through that and just say, am I okay if I'm never a mom? Because I really wanted to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to the place where I, I just realized, I just want to learn whatever, whatever it is I'm supposed to learn. I'm open. I'm, I just want to learn that. I, I felt so at peace. Mm-hmm. And then we moved on. And I, we, then we decided, hey, let's go ahead and do another round of IVF. So about six weeks later, we jumped into another one. But we did one here. Uh, we found a really good affordable option, kind of like, it's called like a mini IVF cycle. Oh, okay. Like a whole I, other topic. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> it just the mini depends IVF. on your, um, just like how many eggs your body produces at mm-hmm. one time. And not, not everyone's a good candidate for it, but we were. And it fit better with our, our budget. And so... We did that, and um, we got two embryos out of that, and the first one we implanted was baby Gwen. 
it worked. Okay, and it worked. So how did you feel? Josh, how did you feel when it worked after one that didn't? Super exciting. Uh, I got a text message with a picture of a um, the little strips, the pregnancy strips, and you saw this little tiny line coming in, which indicates pregnancy. And um, I think the very next day she went out and bought. Uh, I bought the fifty pack on the Amazon. The fifty pack. <laughs> and so That's about all every like all these all the brands there were in like Walgreens. I just wanted to make sure I was pregnant on every single like pregnancy <laughs> test. You wanted to make sure this was really. And happening. then I like put them in a notebook and I would test like multiple times a day and yeah. compare. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I had, to, I mean, it was for us unbelievable. We just did not know. We really did not believe. Right. For sure that we'd be parents and yeah it was exciting it was it was awesome so every four hours i kept getting another picture of a new strip getting a little bit darker so it was fun it was fun so that initial excitement is just phenomenal but then 11 weeks later things change for you what happens yeah so because i was over 35 our doctor said that i needed to be tested um you could find out the gender but also the do genetic testing to find out, make sure there's nothing wrong with your embryo. And of course, I was like, oh yeah, I want to find out the gender, all that other stuff, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I really and truly looked at it that way. It was just, oh my gosh, I get to find out the gender in 11 weeks? Yes, sign me up. Because you you can start planning. (laughs) Right? Yeah, I wanted to know. So, um, yeah, we took the test and they told us they would email, um, email the results to us in about a week. And so about a week later, I was at work and I got a call. I saw my doctor calling me, my obstetrician. And I was thought, that's kind of weird. They did say they were going to email me the results. And um, so I answered the phone and she just said, have you, have you seen the email yet? And I said, no, actually, I've been looking for it, but I haven't seen it. And she just went straight to it. She just said, your baby has trisomy 21. Um, the, the blood test is 97% positive for trisomy 21. Mm-hmm. And I this pure devastation at that moment. I, I was like, emotionally even thinking back on that. You get emotional it, now it thinking so, back, mm-hmm. on, back on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just... You like, were devastated. <laughs> like, how, yeah, how could this be happening? It just, you don't, it doesn't make sense. You're having the same perfect baby that all the other people in my office had, you know? I mean, it, it just felt, you know, what, what I have been saying is it was just like three sets of twins and then Down syndrome. All of a sudden, here I am. You know, there's just so much excitement, all these babies being born and twins, and then it's like, oh, I have a trisomy 21 baby? I, I honestly could not even wrap my mind around it. Did you go through a period of almost grief? Because you were envisioning this Absolutely. perfect, and she is perfect. She is, right. yeah. but you, no, but in your yeah. mind, had a different idea of perfection. What I knew up to that moment about what was perfect, <laughs> yeah, I was envisioning something else. I, I, um, we both were absolutely devastated. Mm-hmm. There is a definite grieving period. Like we, uh, and, and we found out that's quite common too when we would um, meet with other families, and we'll get to that I'm sure, but when we met with uh, other families with babies that had Down syndrome or had Down syndrome, um, they all say, yeah, you, when you get that news, you do sort of have to grieve. And you have to grieve the loss of the child you thought you were going to have. And then you get to that point where you begin to celebrate the child that you do. But it's a process for sure. Mm-hmm. So, Jessica, what is there something you wish you would have known before that time in terms of would you have tested yeah. your embryo before? What decisions would you guys have made, you think? Mm. Um, I definitely am glad we did not test <laughs> because it's almost like ha- having someone make a decision about something that they're not equipped to, to choose. You know, I, I did not have the right amount of information to make such a huge decision. Like I did not understand Down syndrome. Um, I personally didn't have any connection to it. There was no one, no no friends, no family members, um, no one on my social media that had anyone in their life with Down syndrome that I was aware of. Um, 
Josh had had a little bit more experience um, with Down syndrome in his past in in school. Yeah, I have an older sibling who has autism, mm -hmm. so um, I'm more comfortable with the idea of you know just a special needs member of the family. Mm -hmm. So yeah. a little something extra. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. in this but case, I right. wasn't. And honestly, if we had. I almost like shudder to think of what we would have done if we had tested that embryo. I, I really don't know because I, I didn't understand the ramifications of, of, of that, of testing the embryo and what what it meant. <laughs> you know, when you get back those results, like I, I just don't think I would have even understood trisomy 21 enough to make a good decision. So after you get the diagnosis at 11 weeks, what happens next for the two of you? What do you start well, doing? You know, we were obviously really devastated. We were in a period of grieving for like a good three or four days, just really, really sad. Um, but then, you know, Josh, Josh and I both said, let's reach out to the Utah Down Syndrome Foundation. And we just looked online to just to get to resources. Sure. And when we uh, went to the hospital to get the diagnosis, we'll have a consultation. Uh, they gave us information. They gave us like a pamphlet that yeah. they said, hey, look, if you want to get in touch with the Utah Down Syndrome Foundation, here's the information. Uh, so that's how we found out about them, and that was a huge part of, uh, you know, moving beyond the, the initial yeah. shock of the diagnosis to to meet with folks who've gone through exactly what we went through, and then to learn that we're about to join this awesome club of families that really it's it's an it's an incredible community where they're just super friendly, they're super supportive, uh, there's nothing that they haven't seen collectively, like if you have any issues whatsoever, um, you know these. Post it on Facebook, and you'll have ten different approaches on how to handle things. So, safety in numbers was a big part of us overcoming that. Uh, mm -hmm. And you, that initial you shock. joined that before you had baby Gwen. You got yeah, into that sure. before well, even prepare. I was gonna say that was what was huge. So we we had the diagnosis. We um, we were grieving, and then we reached out to the, the Down Syndrome Foundation here, and um, Josh wanted them to come over immediately. And I honestly felt a little bit of pushback. I was like, wait a minute. I'm, because it almost, it's like you're changing your identity. It's like, I mean, you, you don't really identify with a special needs community unless you have someone in that community that's close to you. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I was faced with like, kind of reassessing who I was. And I wasn't sure that I was ready to be in that community. I mean, honestly, that is how I felt at the time. I'm just being completely honest about it. Um, but Josh had them come over, had some volunteers come out, like an outreach program. And um, we met with a family, um, the Merkleys, and their little boy, Finn. He was so cute. And Josh was just really open. He was so accepting. And it helped me open my heart. And I realized, okay, it's not a big deal, actually. This is, this is okay. I mean, we still had to work through stuff. But um, we just realized, I realized it was kind of ignorance that was making me sad. You know, and I was like, that's not okay. <laughs> you know, I needed to educate myself and open my mind and my heart up. Yeah, it was almost time to change your mindset in a different way. Yeah, Josh, go ahead. Yeah, and uh, what's fun when a new family joins this group is they, they always make their introductions. Like, hi, we just found out that our baby um, has Down syndrome or... Um, we just gave birth and found out, you know, the day of the, the birth that she has Down syndrome. The very first thing that everybody in the community posts back is congratulations, welcome. I mean, it's, it's, it's a thing to celebrate once you understand what you're celebrating. Uh, and it really isn't bad news to get that diagnosis. And that's, that's really what um, we've come to know and come to embrace. And, and it's one of the best, well, don't want it to be a, be a secret, but it is kind of one of the best kept secrets of, this, of the community is 
um, it, uh, it, it is so good awesome news. These it is good kids news. Are, right, know? right, right. So tell me, kind of take me through the rest of your pregnancy and then when baby Gwen comes into this world. Well, it wasn't like, you know, it was really sad. It wasn't like I was immediately better. Uh, you know, we were feeling really confident and good, especially once we heard that like, there's a waiting list to adopt a baby with Down syndrome. You know, things like that just started making me feel so good. Um, and, then, and then the funny thing is I had a moment where I imagined my baby in my stomach just like shaking her fist at me being like, oh, mom, like I just, just dang you, mom, you know, just like being so mad at me for not loving her. And then I was like, oh. Right. <laughs> you know, she is a baby, and um, but it did tell. It took me about ninety days to really oh, kind of climb out of those emotions. I, I still felt a little bit weird for the first ninety days, maybe more so than Josh, and it could have been pregnancy hormones too. Uh, you know, but it took me a little bit of time to kind of fully reconnect with her. Uh, but by the end of the pregnancy, I mean, we were so. I mean, I even went to like a, a conference for moms um, with, with children with Down syndrome. And I was there, I, I remember the point where I was listening to the speakers, I was just sitting in the audience and all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just like totally, I'm here, I'm present, I am part of this community. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I couldn't believe it, but I just... It was an awakening yeah, for you, it, it was. sounds like. I wasn't right. even feeling like out of place. I mean, I never even met my child and here I am like, oh yep, I'm, I'm here, I'm part of this. But it was really key to me um, accepting the diagnosis and being able to move forward was just to just jump in. And so you have her at 37 weeks. Tell yes. me what the reaction is like when you see your baby for the first time. It was pr exactly the same as any mom. I mean, in, in fact, I almost feel like I treasured her more than if she were just a typical child. She just felt, felt so special to us. Um, I mean, it was just it was just amazing to finally meet this this darling, sweet, special, unique child that doesn't come to every family but came to us. It was unbelievable. Josh, what was it like for you? When oh, it was like, when can we do this again? Like we immediately, did say that immediately. Like actually. within the first five minutes of holding her, actually only two minutes of holding her. Um, we'll get to that in a second. But just, just I wanted to experience what I was feeling right then again and again and again. Um, but because babies with Down syndrome are born with medical conditions, you uh, can expect like within a few minutes of them just getting whisked away to the NICU so they can do some mm -hmm. diagnostic tests to, to see how they're doing. Um, so you have a brief moment where you get to have some skin to skin with baby and then she's whisked away, but yeah, um, but yeah it, was, it was pure joy. Talk about some of the, sometimes the complications that, that do come medically wise with the baby with Down syndrome and with baby Gwen. She's, she has some additional challenges she will be facing. Yes, I mean they really do have, there there's, there's, can, can be more challenges, you know, um, Heart conditions are one of them, and that is what she has. She has um, a complete AVSD canal heart defect, um, and that is pretty common, actually. 50% of children with Down syndrome or babies born with Down syndrome have this heart condition. Um, so, But also, a lot of times at birth, they need oxygen. Um, maybe they'll have trouble regulating their body temperature. They can be very premature. Um, and you know, just obviously their heart issue can maybe they have trouble gaining weight, and so there there a lot of times they're in the NICU. Um, she was, but only for about a week, mm -hmm. um, and luckily didn't need oxygen or anything like that. But um, with her heart condition, she will require surgery, and that will be in a couple months. It'll be open heart surgery, and I'm sure that's harder on the parents than on her because the doctors are so good these days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and you are having to feed her just a little bit more because her heart's working a little bit faster. Yeah, so she has been really small since birth. I mean, she's four months old now, almost four months old, and she's still only seven pounds, 13 ounces. She's averaged about three ounces a week in weight yeah. gain, which, which we're going to try to eat. And that is very with. common. You know, a child with Down syndrome is on their own growth chart. They have, you know, they really do. Obviously, they're smaller in stature their entire lives. 
Um, but it's been so fun to have the newborn stage last almost four months. I mean, I, I had to go out and buy more newborn size clothes. I like, love the newborn that? stage, so I think it <laughs> right? sounds great. I do love it. I do love it. I also love one of the neat things that you both did was this amazing post about your daughter. Tell me about that post that you did. And we're going to show, we'll put links on our website to it. Um, but we, but I want you to tell me a little bit about it and what you did with that post. Well, <laughs> so when she was two months old, we took some photos of her and they were just so cute. And I was getting ready to put one on my Instagram. And um, at the time, I wasn't even thinking anything of it. My Instagram wasn't even public or anything. I just, it was this really cute picture and I wanted to put a cute little post with it. And so it just came to my mind that I would kind of do it like a product review because it kind of felt that way. It was just like, you know, when you go and you get pregnant, you almost like order, without thinking that in your mind, you order the baby that you think you're going to have. You know, we all do that. And so I just kind of thought how it's almost like we placed an order for this baby. And then, you know, along the way, we were told that she would be different. And um, when I started writing the post, I thought I was kind of commenting on how she had, she had these differences, but then I thought, no, I kind of, I just wanted to be positive. This is my beautiful daughter. I just want this to be awesome. And I thought of how it, she's like an upgrade. It's, I want to look at it like she has been upgraded. And, um, I kind of just worked through in the post how I felt finding out that she's upgraded. Maybe not wanting that because I wanted what I ordered, but then getting it and being like, okay, wow, yeah, there's a reason this is an upgrade. This is awesome. And I love because you also put a call out to other parents. If you get this upgrade, take it. This is a great upgrade. Well, it's true. One thing you find when you get um, into the Down syndrome community on social media, people are amazing. There's so many moms that advocate for their children. And I was, I, I didn't think I really needed to advocate because so many are doing such a good job. I just like, oh, we'll just have our baby and she's great. And I'll just follow along as other people advocate for Down syndrome. I mean, I was only two months in, so, you know, I didn't really know very much. And, um, but after, when I wrote that post, I, I really, I realized, you know, she is so beautiful. I do, I want other people to see that this is, this is what Down syndrome is. It's just a beautiful, normal child. It's like having a kid with red hair or a thyroid condition, as I like to say. It's just, it's just something. It's just part of them. They're still a child. She's still a baby. I mean, look how cute she is. Oh, she's know? so cute. I mean, oh, she's so cute. <laughs> uh, so I just, I just really wanted to other moms to, and other parents not to be afraid of it. Yeah. Well, I think also real quick though, I mean, at the very, very beginning though, it wasn't intended to be something like that. It was, it was initially it was a private post and then somebody saw it and said, hey, look, I really want to share this, but you have it private. Can you make it public? And then a week later, you're over, yeah. you're at a quarter million and it's reactions. picked up internationally. The yes. Daily Mail has a complete uh -huh. article on mm -hmm. you and Josh and baby Gwen in the post. Yeah. And it really has gone viral. So we'll link it to uh, this podcast, too. I also like on the post how you use certain hashtags, up syndrome and nothing down about it. Talk a little bit about that choice and what you want parents to know, those parents that have a child with Down syndrome and those that don't. Well, there are just so many. If you get on Instagram or Facebook and you look up Down syndrome, you'll find so many amazing families. And they that, that's kind of how these hashtags came to be from just all these families that have come before us. And a lot of them are here in Utah. And um, so I just really love those hashtags because it kind of helps people. You can go in and search for other families and look at other children and just see there's this whole world of kids that are totally fine. They're awesome. And they are. It isn't down it, it it's it's up it's 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 an awesome thing it's you know I, we always wish that the that the name of the diagnosis was different <laughs> you know um it does not fit your doesn't. baby when you look at her no, right right it doesn't nothing down about her <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah. thing we just wanted to impress on people that this is a positive thing it 
it's just a difference. It's like any child, every child is going to be different. You know. And those those hashtags too. It's basically just shorthand that it is good news to have yeah. one of these little uh, beams of light in your in your life. I mean, it really is. It's there, there's really nothing. Um, I mean, there's there's challenges certainly that are ahead, um, but uh, it really is something that should be celebrated. And what children don't yeah. have challenges? I, sure. When you think about it, you know, it just seems so sad to me to think that. People would choose to not have a child with Down syndrome. Maybe if, if they, you know, had the results of the testing and they chose differently than we did. Um, but you, there's no guarantees. Your your typical child could have so many issues and so many problems, and it's just being a parent. You never know. We just raise them the best we can. In fact, we have um, in this last IVF cycle that we did with Gwen, um, we have one embryo that is frozen, and it wouldn't make any difference to us if. if if it turned out that that also that embryo also had Down syndrome, wouldn't wouldn't change our decision to. It's true. To try to have have another pregnancy with it. Do you think you will test that embryo? Um, we'll probably do the just the blood test that you do after you're pregnant, mm -hmm. just to know. I mean, that's oh, sure. honestly, I want to know the gender again, of course. <laughs> right. I would. I mean, yeah. who knows if it would even take? We, you know, there's just so many what ifs. This one embryo, um, but yeah, we would want to know just. Just to prepare, but it wouldn't change our decision at all. Absolutely not, especially well, we, now. Yeah, we wouldn't change the <laughs> we wouldn't test the embryo before implantation. We right. Would, no, we, we yeah, do but the we would test. do a blood screen after. Yeah, afterwards, just, for sure. So, will she, is your plan to have another baby with that with that embryo? We'd like to try. Yeah, if it would work. <laughs> but again, who knows? You know, it's, it's, IVF is hard. It's really difficult, and not every embryo takes. So, <laughs> right. and hard on you too. Yeah. What are Josh? What is your um, hope for the future for your daughter? Oh wow! Hope for the future for Gwen. Uh, I hope that she continues to. Um, bring happiness into people's lives as she already has at, at a young age of four months. I mean, she has a following now online of, of moms from all over the world saying, you know, go Gwen, and we're so proud of you, and you just make bring a smile to her face every single day. We hope that that trend continues, um, that uh, she'll just be a source of inspiration, and, and also I'd love for her to be one of the uh, advocates her, for herself, for her community. I could really really see her um, I, my hope is that she would feel comfortable doing that with our help of course yeah Jessica what's your hope for your daughter and for for her future um, the same thing I, I really with the post we have found that just around the world I mean in the United States there's a lot of inclusion and support um, but in other parts of the world there really isn't you know and I'm just loving how she's touching lives around the world people are seeing down syndrome and being able to follow her on a daily basis and just see what her life is like and that is my biggest hope that we can continue to to help spread the word this is an awesome thing um, you know because a lot of the times you just until you've seen it you you don't understand it you know and i just really want to um just help moms not not be afraid when you get that diagnosis and you're pregnant it, it should be something to celebrate you know, I mean, I really feel like like I, I had blinders on and they've been removed. That is how I feel. Like I can't imagine my vision has been expanded, yeah. and I can't imagine going back to what I was before having her. Mm -hmm. She's life changing. Yeah. Okay, we are cheering for both of you, and we are cheering for her. And we just want to thank you guys so much for coming on and being so real and personable and sharing your experience with all of us. Um, it's just been such a great learning experience. So Josh, Jessica, and baby Gwen Egan, thank you so much. Our pleasure. Thank you. And we'll you. post all these resources on our website too. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Right. Take care.
Thanks for joining us for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic you would like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV 2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.